This is The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher, Ernie Vecchio. The Soul's Intent is a show that boldly claims that it can help reveal where you are on the spiritual path. Learn how there is a physical place of love, truth, and freedom. Listen, and in an instant, learn that moving to such a place is actually a choice. This is The Soul's Intent, and now here's your host, Ernie Vecchio. I want to believe in the possibility that human beings can evolve. And that's what I meant the, that's what I meant the other day when we were talking about science fiction. When you look at at what we look like in the future based on science fiction that we all are wearing the same clothes, we all look like brainiacs and we're all and the bad guys are people that are trying to restore the good old days. And the good old days was the time before we knew the truth. Mm. Those were the good old days. The time when when uh, Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke slept in separate beds on the Dick Van Dyke uh-huh. show. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is yeah. so so true. That is exactly what people would love to have happen. Let's and you, and so now you know why the spiritual movement got stuck and never went any further than where these guys are now, which is you can just get present with yourself, take responsibility for who you are. The world is a great, is a wonderful and you know glorious place, and you can be all you want to be. And again, it's like here, here are the magic words to put you back to sleep. I don't think that it's the grief of loss of what was. I think it's the collapsing of an illusion. When the when the when the planes hit the towers in New York, we were under the illusion that we were secure. So really what we're seeing now in the division is who we really are on the shadow oh. side. That's not the majority. The shadow the shadow is everybody, right? But only but only a minority or only a few people are willing to reveal their shadows. What mm-hmm. the culture would like to go back to doing is pretending like we don't have one. And so my point is we're not grieving the loss of truth. We're grieving that we're looking at the lie. How do you go back to thinking that Emerald City is real? Put your glasses back on. The the truth is we are divided. The truth is we are separate. But what they're selling is is that that's the lie. The lie is that we Mm -hmm. we are not separate and that we are not divided. That's the lie. To keep people in a place of uh, contentment and, and happiness and whatever, and forget joy, mm-hmm. just just happiness and contentment, is you have to re-erect the illusion. Mm-hmm. And spiritual work is about taking down the veils. They're they're talking about putting the veil back up. I totally agree with you. There's shock and anger. So the stages of grief would be totally opposite of what's being taught. Yeah, I love that. I think that makes total sense. We're not trying to get people back to a place of pretend like you're not divided and pretend like you're not detached from the source because that's what you were doing before wow that i mean and you can't and you can't and and you can't and the point is if you're going to evolve you can't and this is the word if you're going to believe in evolution in the human condition then you have to accept what is and what is is that we are ugly we are divided we are prejudiced Mm -hmm. we are we are all those things but only Millions, not billions of people feel that way. 
Wow, Ernie, you just, I mean, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that because it helps me understand things better. I'm all about wanting to live in the truth no matter how hard it is. And so the place we are at right now could not be more true. This is the point. The psychological point is, is that what is maladaption if it isn't trying to normalize what is maladapted? And well, so. Yeah. So all they're doing is they're just trying to teach people how to get back to the status quo. So look what's happening around the country about, you know, I told you about the George Carlin article I found in the New York Times that George Carlin went around the country as a comedian before he ever hit any private clubs and stuff. He got started on college campuses. That George Carlin uh-huh. today could not do that because college right. campuses would not allow him to come there uh, because he would incite a riot. And what George Carlin was doing was calling out the shadow and saying, you know, that yeah. the, the uh, trouble with the American dream is you have to be asleep to have it. And so that statement. Yeah. But that's what you're doing too, though. Ernie. Yes, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yes. They're counting on people going back to sleep mm. and thinking that presence is all you got to get to. And the, and the present truth, the present reality is, is that we are as ugly as as ever. We are as divided as ever. We are detached from the source as ever. And you can pretend like you're not, but if you put these glasses back on, which is really a way to avoid the psychological truth, we are separate and we are divided. And and you're not going to heal that by pretending that that's not the truth. If you truly heal that and accept it, then you can't get to that place of soul awareness. Not really. You can't really evolve. I mean, that's the word. I mean, you can't, you could get to a place of awareness and consciousness, but let's say, who is the guy that wrote the book, um, The Eye, Seeing the Eye and the Power of Force? Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get, Mm -hmm. and and he had it rated in in terms of uh, degrees of consciousness, and he put Christ and Buddha at the top of that list, and everybody else was underneath that. And they made up, and Christ and Buddha and Muhammad made up the 1%, uh, but the the majority of the population will never reach that level of consciousness. That's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Mm -hmm. that you can get back to a a status quo of consciousness, but then you decide how conscious you want to be. That isn't real. Real consciousness is not saying, I'm only going to go this far and stop. And that's what mainstream psychology is doing. When when you're restructuring the ego, all you're really doing is trying to normalize the abnormal. And uh, and when you pull that off, the person is done and the sessions are over. They've now normalized their life as it is. And so, mm-hmm. in other words, they're they they've got a new reality, and the new reality is more present tense, and they can begin from there. Uh, to go back to their lives, but what they go back to is what George Carlin says. They go back to being asleep, even though their life is now normalized. They're still asleep. When you're talking about the human condition, you can't you can't draw those lines in the sand and say that's as far as I'm going to go. Because if you do that, you're not evolving beyond that point. If you really want to see mm-hmm. the truth, look in the mirror. Don't look on the television set because yep. those are all yep. lies. And we could not be more in that place than we are right now. Nobody has an original thought. Nobody has an original idea. Nobody has anything original. And and what's original is really everything that's outside of that. And so this mm-hmm. is this is part of the problem. The difference between real spiritual work. That's really why the road less traveled is what it is. Mm-hmm. Because truly, people who travel that road see all of that and know all of that. 
you have the teaching, you have the information that if people did open up and take it in, they would become empowered in their life. But when I say that I'm not special, what I mean by that is, is that this has all been said before. We know this. But the people that said it live monastic mm -hmm. lives. They have totally dropped out of, the, of society, totally dropped out of the culture. They write these mm -hmm. incredible books about the truth, and they don't make the best-selling mm -hmm. list. Instead, they, they end up on the shelf somewhere, and you kind of stumble across them and find them. And, and these are all the outsiders. We've had several, yeah. and this is what existentialism is. I mean, all the existentialists were outsiders. From my own personal um, life experience, the best musicians are not the ones that got on the air and became popular. They're, they're hidden as well. The, the artists, the musicians, the poets, they're hidden too. To, to get to the truth, you have to invert what the ego is saying. Hmm. Is it really what we would call, you know, we're, we're not grieving the loss of what was. And if we are grieving the loss of what was, it certainly wasn't the truth that we're grieving. We're grieving the loss of the lie is what we're grieving. Well, but I do think that is a kind of grief. It is. I mean, it, in terms of the of the language of it, I mean, it is it is um, it is shock. It is bargaining. But what is the bargain? You see, I mean, that that's that's the point. When you're in when you're actually in real grief and you're bargaining, what are you bargaining with? Well, it's the ego. Bargaining with the with the soul and and or with the human spirit, and the mm -hmm. way we've got it, the way we have it broken down, it's the ego bargaining, the personal ego bargaining with the collective ego, not the same thing. Mm. Huh. So so we're not bargain, we're not. So in other words, we're not having, we're not trying to cut a bargain with God. We're having, we're trying to cut a bargain with what God stands for which is totally a different thing. What God is and what God stands for are two different animals. I do think it is a sense of grief, though. I mean, not so much maybe for, for you, from your perspective, and not so much for me, probably me more than you, because you've lived in, in that truth. You've connected to what's true in you, so you aren't um, having to go through a grief of... Um, uh, the, maybe the recognition that your whole life has been a lie. And I think there's, you know, parts of, that are waking up in people where they're starting to recognize that, you know, a big part of their life has been. Well, the reality a lie. is, the reality is that, that, uh, that the imperfections that we all live with and the imperfections that we all have are built into the experience. It's the imperfection. If we didn't have the imperfections, we'd have nothing to correct. And so the imperfections are there simply because the collective creates them. And so, so we wouldn't have anything to fix if we didn't have the imperfections. But the goal isn't perfection. The goal is truth. Well, yeah, we wouldn't have the friction to right. move right. on to evolve. Yeah. So yeah, we would have no angst. Okay. Exactly. We would we would we would have no problem to solve, and this is it. You human mm -hmm. beings are all about solving problems. Mm -hmm. But but then you have to make up what's what's a real problem and what's a made up problem. Well, the, in the spiritual mm -hmm. movement, we've got a bunch of made up problems. Like we solved the problem of being able to fly, we solved the problem of being mm -hmm. able to you know to swim underwater without without. Uh,
you know, like a fish. Like I said, we solved all the problems. So, so we so we asked God, why can't we fly? Why can't we be like fish? And then and God said, well, because if I wanted you to be a fish, I'd have given you gills and whatever, and I would have given you wings. Solved the problem anyway, and we did. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But when it gets down and to how, God, how do we do that? How do we apply that to this? Life doesn't care if we solve the problem or not. It's going to go on in spite of us. That's what's so cool about water is, is that water, which we, which is, we, we don't even really know where water came from. It's the only, it's the only substance on the planet that can, that, that uh, has four different forms. It can be a solid, it can be a gas, it can mm-hmm. be a liquid. You know, it's one of the mm-hmm. few things on the planet and it will cut through everything. If given, yeah, if given enough can, time, it can change form. It can change yeah. form. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It will cut through everything. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll change. It'll change form to cut through everything. That's what water does. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I always related water to spirit. I mean, that's yes, that's of course. What water has on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's because it conducts the very energy that the soul is. It's mm-hmm. conducting the energy, and so and so water is not a a symbol. It's it's a truth, and it's a and it's mm-hmm. and and for a lot of people, it's a mystery water uh, mm-hmm. because we have no idea where it came from and why we need water for life to continue. Yeah, so so I don't know if it's if, if it's grief, then it's just we're just grieving, the, you know, that the veil has come down and and we're trying to re re erect the veil. And the media is getting involved in that with with the with what it's doing. Is it possible to um re erect the veil? Is that possible? Yes, of or course. Is it, is it yes. Yes, yes. We, 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 we know we know at the we know at the micro level, at the micro level that you can reconstruct the ego and you can reconstruct you can actually reprogram the brain and you can re you can change the neurology of the brain. We know we can restructure the ego, which means we can re- we can normalize all that we think is abnormal at the micro level. At the macro level, no. At the mm-hmm. at the macro level, life is going to life creates and destroys. That's why I said when I found that when I saw that uh, that statistic that uh, that somebody is born in in the in the United States every eight seconds, and somebody dies every twelve seconds, and so presence is actually four seconds. Well, that's in the United States. If you took the entire planet, we don't even have a second. The light mm-hmm. goes on and the light goes off. It's like a lightning bug. Life is mm-hmm. here and then life is gone in a millisecond. Yeah. We can't change mm-hmm. that. We can't control any of that. Yeah. Yeah, but my question is, what's going on right now with with the collapse of of these um, of government, religion? Can that um, can we go back into the illusion, or have we passed the point of no return? I think well, we passed the point of no return. Well, I think I think the 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 short answer is is that at an individual level, at a personal level, we can we can we we can get past the illusion and. Accept life for what it is. I'm doing it. You're you're trying to do it. There's other people that have been that have done it, but at a collective level, probably not. But at a personal level, yes, we can. And that's really the road less traveled. Mm-hmm. The road less traveled is at the personal level. Often, though, to the majority who can't, they just follow the guy up front. That's all they do. 
this conversation is needed and at a micro level, we are having it. Mm-hmm. If, if mm-hmm. we if we put it out there, it has the potential to have other micro impacts on other personal lives that life and death happens and there's no way around it. And so all the time in, and so the question is, how are you going to spend the time in between? You know, are you going to spend it in a, mm-hmm. in a place of illusion or are you going to spend it in a place of evolution? And, yeah. and the majority of folks would prefer the illusion. And what I've been saying to you all along about the inversion of the ego, you've got to, it, it isn't just enough to invert the, the personal ego. You have to invert the collective as well. And if you look at the inversion, mm-hmm. what they're really talking about is not how to restore spiritual evolution and true spirituality. It's how to restore order. Has true spirituality ever really gotten uh, the attention of the main it's, it's never gone beyond the it's never gone beyond the personal level that's what i mean about you've got to become a study of one not everybody wants to take the time to become a study of one not everybody because remember depth is different than maturity maturity we say is learning from experience mm-hmm. depth is oh. learning from painful experiences and so oh. uh, so if you don't have any depth which means you've not taken your adversity and turned it into something special then you're stuck in a moral existence. If you've bothered to take mm-hmm. your adversity and turn it into something special, then you have found the ethic of suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the, Well, and that's, that makes total sense. I think for me, that's why I kind of have always liked the underdog <laughs> because of what you just said, because they had that depth. Yeah. And from that depth, they had true compassion. I don't so, know that you can have true compassion if you don't have that depth. So look at what the uh, what the uh, collective is trying to do. The collective is trying to restore shallowness oh in the God. in in the human existence. They're they're they're, they're just oh. trying to restore what is shallow. Normalization of the lie, not normalization, mm-hmm. not normalization of the truth, and uh, oh. which is totally different. Totally different, and um, and it's and it's been going on since the beginning of time. I mean, it's, this is not a new problem. When I look at what we're talking about from the observer place of soul, I'm not. It, I can I can look at it and and see it and not feel. I'm like neutral, but when my when I connect to my heart what I see happening and what I'm experiencing in current day life is extremely painful and I can get emotional about it because I think of my children. I think of my grandchildren. I think of children, period. Yeah. And what you're describing is, is being empathetic and, and being empathic, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. that empathic people which really make up the minority of the of the population um they they have a sense of this but they don't have any place to go mm-hmm. and that's what i'm trying to discover is is it are there enough people on the planet to care about this at that at that empathetic level can human beings step up take responsibility for their shadow and 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 make a decision do you want to be part of the collective shadow which is how to survive and live and be happy in the lie, or do you want to uh, transcend the the collective shadow and live in the truth? Are there enough spiritual people on the planet that want to take the blood, sweat, and tears of this experience and make it into something special, 
or do they mm-hmm. just want, or do they just want the blood, sweat, and tears to stop? Yeah. Imagine that inside your body. I mean, everybody plays the lottery every day. Imagine inside your body, inside your own human experience, you have you have the ticket. You have the winning ticket. But you, but you have to go down and get. But you have to go down and get it. Their whole life will be lived never feeling worthy, never really being in the truth. Which it would be possible to see the the light of that if we can let that happen. Then we can, um, if we can let the illusion go, then we have, um, then we really start to evolve. Everybody that does spiritual work would consider themselves a seeker, but what they don't realize is they're seeking with glasses on, only seeing what they choose to see, and you've got to take those glasses off. Yeah, and that's the hardest part. You have to realize that one thing, and the one thing is is that the universe does not revolve around you. Mm-hmm. True seekers know that at some level and that's where the humility comes in you've got to be humbled by the truth i mean you cannot be you can't be be angry about it or afraid of it or in shock of it you have to be humbled by it and not humbled to submission if anything Mm -hmm. humbled to vindication humbled to a place of self-love you know for you it was vindication for me it was self-love and uh, to no longer do self-loathing and for mm-hmm. in your case, to no longer do self blame and self punishment. So you you've got to be humble to get to that place. And if you don't if you don't understand that humility is only there not to break you, but to crack you open, <laughs> it's a totally different. Of course, it's to crack you open, not to not to enslave you. In order to become um, humble and to be. After being cracked open, you also have to be, like you said, um, realizing that the world doesn't revolve around you. You have to be willing to let go of this illusion of control that um, people live with when they think the world <laughs> revolves around them. It's, it's ironic to me that uh, that uh, certain teachers talking about lack and lacking. I find irony in in the reality that all of advertising is based on lack. Somehow your life will be better if you buy this. Spend our whole lives acquiring and accumulating things until we get to a place where you know what? I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't need any. Mm-hmm. I don't need any of these things. And so we start paring back and letting go of. And I'm doing that as well. And I'm thinking, why did I waste the time and money? Truth would not evoke grief. What would it evoke? It's supposed to be a wake-up moment. It would evoke clarity. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that what we're really experiencing is grief. I mean, we're we're experiencing some of the things that go with the grieving process, which is the fear, anger, and the shock of it all. But what have we really lost? We weren't, yeah, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't in the truth to begin with. So what have we lost? And if we, and if we are in the truth now, then we yeah. should be, then we should be in a place of clarity, not a place of, um, of acceptance. If, if we're, if we're going to move through fear, anger, and shock, then we have to get to a place that the truth is the, is what, what we were trying to get to anyway. That's the place we were trying to yeah. get to anyway. I think. Um, breaking through that illusion and gaining clarity because of that or becoming clear, it's 
looking back, we've been living in grief. We've been living in, in the stages of grief in the illusion. Well, yeah, well, because it's victim. It's victimization. It's just, you know, yeah. you know, how can I how can I stop the blood, sweat and tears? I don't want I don't want to do blood, sweat and tears anymore. How can I stop? You can stop all of that. But then you have all of this in reserve that is inside of you like a cancer. If you don't mm-hmm. fix it, then you uh, are still going to be in, in, a, in a state of something's missing, something's lacking, something's just not right, something's off. Mm-hmm. If you don't mm-hmm. bother to fix it. And so it isn't just enough to stop the suffering or the victimization. It's now what do I do with the victimization that I have undergone? And you don't just mm-hmm. push it out of the way and repress it because then it comes out in your health. Right. But in that grief, if that is is a sense of truth at all, I don't know. But if the majority have been living their lives in grief, in that grief and in that bouncing around in those different stages of their emoting all the time, emoting, emoting, emoting. So maybe this um, breaking through the illusion and getting to clarity is also moving to a place of feeling because I don't think people actually are feeling in their lives. They're emoting and they're in the, those grief, in those stages of grief. But only because of one important piece, and, that, and this is, again, you know, uh, why does death happen? Let's say you have, let's say that you have a, uh, somebody close to you that dies or you lose a child, uh, uh, let, that you actually experience real death. When you get past all the grieving stages, you're supposed to get to, well, why does death happen? And it's not, why does God let this happen? It's, why does death happen? And there's an answer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why does death happen? One of the things you have to get to when you're doing grief counseling is you finally have to get to that why question. Because a lot of people, particularly if it's a sudden death or if it's, a, or if it's, or if it's an unexpected death, they're still left with the why. They can get past the fear, they can get past the anger and the shock. They can even accept that the death has occurred and they go on with their lives, but they never get to the answer of why death happens. And don't go to your ego for the answer. Go to your soul for the answer. What would the soul say? Why did death happen? So that you appreciate life. Mm. That's it. It's not complicated. Mm. So in other words, it's to activate in us how precious life really is mm-hmm. to wake us up to wake us up to life mm-hmm. that's why death happens yeah. to wake us up yeah. to life yeah so what we're oh, experiencing no. in the culture is right now is the same thing and that's why i said is it are we really grieving are we, are we really in fear shock and anger and acceptance and and all of that or, or are we really just struggling with the why of it all and the why of it is this is a wake-up moment you can restructure and bring back the collective as it was and try to live your life with the angst of that reality inside of you, or you can recognize that this wake-up moment is for you to embrace life differently than the way you were embracing it before. I still think when you're in those different stages of grief, it isn't until you reach acceptance that you actually feel the grief. Yes. And I think it's the same with what's going on now with the um, breaking of the illusion is that 
it won't be until people reach an acceptance of that that they'll actually feel. First, they have to know what they're grieving. They think they're le- that they're, they're grieving the loss of the status quo, when actually what they are what they are in front of is the truth. Yeah, and and there could, if there was an awareness of what's really going on, it could be a great celebration. That's what I meant when I said a long, long, long time ago in one of our first conversations, you know, when people say, well, Ernie, what's the benefit of this work? Well, the blues are bluer and the greens are greener. Life is just somehow richer in this work. Well, you don't get to seeing life as, as in that rich kind of perspective until you undergo all of those deaths. And, and, and in the dying comes the living. True seekers have that have a sense of that once you make mm-hmm. that choice. I just realized that the artists, the, the musicians, the poets, what they're, what they're trying to express is those richer colors, that, um, that depth within them. They're, that's what they're trying to express. Truly creative people are never done. I mean, if you if you have a creative bun in your body, you can't stop creating. I mean, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have yeah. any of that in you, it's you know, it's it's something that you just can't let go of. And and yeah. that's what I think. I think that's something I've always been tied to as well. But um, the art that I ended up falling into is the art of the psychology of what I do and how I do my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot to be said about the art of living. Because mm. it's also the art of dying. Mm. It isn't just the art of living. It's also the art of dying. There is a, a, a certain amount of grace that comes in knowing how to die. Yeah, I think so too. And, and not to make that, like I said, not to, not to simplify that, that, uh, that grief in and of itself is hard. But uh, mm-hmm. you've got to be real clear on what you think you're losing. Thank you for being a part of The Soul's Intent with author, psychologist, and spiritual teacher Ernie Vecchio. This is the show that can open your mind to things you never thought possible. While problems manifest psycho-spiritually, on a most essential level, there exists an energy component that provides the instructions for these fields to enter awareness. And The Soul's Intent is here to help you learn what these instructions are. Join us each week to learn how there is a physical place of love, truth, and freedom, and how in an instant learn that moving to such a place is actually a choice.